from the Commagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And we are joined by Tim, Tim Parker. Tim. That's right. Tim is here. And this week we're That was our about... tightest opening ever. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think that was okay. Usually yeah, it's like we do, you know, we delay. Right yeah, I wasn't really paying attention when no, we started. Right I, I said I, I was it. good to go and then I was like, Yeah, well, hey, whatever. Out. That's fun. Uh, this week we're talking Al Pacino, Marlon Brando, James Caan, Robert Duvall, and Francis Ford Coppola's iconic masterpiece, The Godfather. Uh, one of like the movies, right? If you have a movie podcast, it's like one of those films you probably will should have talked about before episode two hundred and nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> episode two hundred nine. Well, now let's get to The Godfather. And hey, like, you know, as someone who also it's not strictly a movie podcast, but pop out, we talk a shitload of movies. And this was one of those white whale movies that I had never seen that I just like was embarrassed to admit to people, especially well, telling yes. people that I do a like a pop culture and had never podcast, seen it. And yeah. I've never seen the fucking Godfather. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, yeah, you're yeah, the yeah. one that finally, I think, pushed us to do this because you had been talking about the fact that you had never seen it. And I was they like, well, then, watched we, it. then we should, I mean, I feel like this is one that's, we should really watch because yeah. you're, you have like a first time fresh experience on it and we're kind of revisiting it. Ooh, if you're watching on the stream, there's a Katie sighting. Yeah. It's been months. <laughs> it's been months. We finally, <laughs> she is alive. That That's a proof of life. Yeah. We're just for anybody wanted proof of life. Uh, all right. So this is one of those like Tim, like white whale movies, you know, you love cinema, you know The Godfather. But what is The Godfather all about? It's oh, rundown time. Yeah, I guess I'll do that. That's all right. You can do it. Let's make Tim do the rundown. Tell us what he thinks the movie is about. <laughs> Don't put me on the spot with that. <laughs> all right. I would say Don Vito Corleone, head of a mafia family decides to hand over his empire to his youngest son, Michael. However, his decision unintentionally puts the lives of his loved ones in grave danger. That's not what this movie's about. But that's no. what this summary says. That Where actually is that what, summary from? That's the number one summary at the top of IMDb. Wow. Because mm -hmm. he doesn't decide to give Michael no. control of his And that's that not what the puts, the puts the lives of people in danger. No. <laughs> right. Okay. Wow, so that is anyway, shocking. watch the movie and learn learn yeah. what it's really about d d that's a great proof yeah actually watch the movie and don't trust these summaries yeah that um, is wild yeah that's it yeah. i guess right. well it, hey. it's really about it's really about uh, a mafia family who is a uh, family saga right a family saga yes you know struggling Night. with uh the organized crime of new york post-world war ii Right, the the beginning of a new America. Uh, is this, is it set like forty five ish? Yeah, I I wish I should know the. I would say yeah, right around there. because okay. he is a war hero. The war is clearly over at that point. We're pre Korean War. You know, we're not into the fifties. Yeah. It's still got that like just post war vibe to it. Yeah. You know, I would say uh, maybe forty five, forty six. You know, somewhere in that. Somewhere in that window of time. Uh, it's time for grade of the week on a scale of A plus through F minus. How do you grade The Godfather? Tim. I think this is a solid just A. Um, I, I, I think the only thing to not make it an A plus for me is some of the performance. Like, I hate to right off the bat give a little bit of shade yeah. to one of the all-time greats marlon brando but this this thing he's doing it's 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 almost like a parody of something you know <laughs> well there's so many parodies of this on True. top of it too since then so it's like doubling down doubling down on it right like especially for me that's coming to it in 2023 yeah so i've seen all the parodies and then i see the real thing after the fact it's tough to separate those things yeah so so this is you know a personal thing but yeah i mean th this movie's fantastic it's three hours long and i didn't really feel it yeah neither I, did I, I. I watched it all last night and i thought it was going to be sh a struggle and i i was up till you know 12 30 and it was like nothing it and i just think early with the wedding i'm like 
not very interested, but then very quickly, it just gets its hooks in me and I'm totally engrossed in it for the entire time. Uh, and there's a lot of it that I, I, I really didn't know a lot about this movie at all. Mm-hmm. And I knew Marlon Brando was in it, but like, it took me a few minutes to realize, oh shit, that's Pacino. <laughs> you know, like, really yeah, he looks young good. Pacino. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and even you didn't mention James Caan. Like once he was on screen, I was like, oh my God, that's James Caan. Yeah. Uh, Diane Keaton is unrecognizable right. in this. Yeah, really you know, is. Like, like I had to actually... St- I see her in a few scenes and I'm like, well, she's important. I should know who this is. And I look her up. I'm like, that's Diane Keaton. Are you kidding me? Um, anyway, I'm sorry. I'm kind of going that's off right. the rails here. Yeah, Th- no. This movie is fantastic. It deserve it, it uh, lives up to the hype that everyone's been telling me about this solid yeah. A. All right, Jim. Yeah. I'm going to give it an A as well. It is one of those movies that when, when you watch it in 2023, with everything that's happened since then, it's hard to understand, I think, the place that it had. It's like kids these days watching Star Wars after they've seen every Harry Potter and every Lord of the Rings and every, you know, everything else that's out. They see the original Star Wars and they might be like, um, I don't get why it's so popular. Because there is, like, like Tim's saying, there are some things in this movie that are that are downright cheesy and weird, right? Like yeah. <laughs> the, the score is, is brutal at times uh, like there. And I'm not even talking about the party score where it's just like that happy go lucky Italian music. There's other times where they're using like that as score that really like kind of screws with the tension and feel of like, mm-hmm. in, as you're coming into scenes, they're just like playing that music. I'm like, this is weird. Like, why are you doing this? But it's still, I have a hard time with this movie putting my finger on why I don't hate it. (laughs) Like it's because it does a lot of things that I'm like, that's not, that shouldn't work. That shouldn't, this shouldn't work the way that they do it, but it does. I think part of it for me is like there, there is, I feel like almost every time I watch this, when, and, and I'll, I'll jump right to one part that, that, always gets me which is when Sonny gets killed i'm always like how did they know he was coming and then i finally remember by the end of the movie i'm like oh yeah, yeah duh because they don't they play it off <laughs> yeah they, and they yeah, do they, that throughout this yeah. movie all the time where there's like this movie does not is not dumbing down its plot and in that no. way it sort of reminds me of the wire in that you have to pay attention to every conversation to put together the threads of like why people are doing certain things. Mm. Right. It, it's, and it makes me realize how stupid the movies we watch now are and how, oh, how, God, how yes. they are built for people that do not pay attention to a goddamn thing. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> I, 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 this am, doesn't spell well, anything well, out for you. No, no. Mm. And I think we should, I want to go right back to that. Let me give my great. Cause then I want to go right to that point. Cause I think it's, it's so of the the mid to early 70s like yeah. when this was being made and the directors who were coming through at that time and how it kind of changes i'm an a plus on this just from a cinematic experience um you know there's other movies i would give a plus like my that are my like favorite movies that i don't think cinematically are here i think chances are chances are of course always um I mean, it's Emil. I, I would have loved to have seen what Emil would have done with this film. I, 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 I mean, Ryan Dirty O'Neal, Dancing. Ryan O'Neill. Dirty uh, Dancing. Sonny. It was his it, godfather. It was his godfather. Dirty Dancing is a great movie. It is actually a really good movie. Really I, good I, movie. I shouldn't joke about that. Um, True. Agreed. Uh, but there's just there's things about this movie that I think from a legacy perspective, and you look at, like, we maybe talk about this later in the episode, like, you get to those, like, AFI top, 10 you know films or all those ones um i think rightly or wrongly the reason they're there is ultimately their impact and how they affected films moving forward and i don't know if that's why sometimes with those lists i get a little like eh. like citizen kane for example you, you watch Citizen kane and you show kids like at my class i show kids citizen kane um and they watch it and they're intrigued by it they're like hey wow for a movie that old it's it's pretty good but 
it's I don't know if it's the number one film of all time, but what it did for movies, how it changed it, how people who were watching it and how it affected them. I think Citizen Kane changed how people made movies. And I think if you talk to a lot of people, especially I would say like your generation of directors who are like probably around our age now, you know, or older, like your Christopher Nolan's that crew, um, Scorsese, even who was almost a contemporary, a little bit younger, it changed how they made movies. So I think that is part of it. Now, that being said, if you go into the movie for the first time and see that, that means nothing to you. So I do think the movie holds up just as a movie. When you start saying like, okay, the AFI says it's the, you know, number two movie of all time, then I, you know, I don't know about that. I think that's, <laughs> that's where you start juggling, like, is it or not? But I think its impact is unquestionable culturally. So well, I, he, I do want to talk about that. Cause I think culturally everyone's got this wrong, right? It, again, it's like, it's like any of these movies, any of these gangster movies and you know, the Godfather or like, you know, the, there are so many idiots that think this is like a cool movie because oh, yeah. gangster shit's happening and I want to be a gangster and I think gangsters are cool. And like, that was, that was all through the eighties and nineties. I feel like that's, and in Goodfellas sort of doubled down on that. Right. Goodfellas glorified it. Totally. Right. Well, I think it walks so a did, line. Uh, so did, uh, what's it called? Sopranos, right? There was mm -hmm. con constantly right. like well, how that in dropping lines from that movie. I do think, I do it. think that at least Scorsese in Goodfellas, I mean, Henry Hill glorified it, right? Like the character, yes, the character, not the director, but the I character don't, yeah, I do think that they tried to bring that third act and show you how much of a shit show his life was. Mm. Um, but this doesn't, I don't think this does that. I think this is like, this is like Breaking Bad before Breaking Bad, right? Like this. Oh, is, I think that's a great comparison. Yeah, yeah. Th this is like Michael Corleone, who walks from the first time we meet him, says he doesn't want to be his dad, and ends up his dad at the end of the movie. Like this is, this is someone. This is like Anakin becoming Darth Vader, right? And I think a lot of people were like, I think culturally this was relevant because I think a lot of people thought it was cool. Right, but it's not cool, and I would venture to guess that Francis Ford Coppola wasn't like these are good people, and this is really cool that they're shooting people, and then this is how like really cool stuff we were playing these really cool mind games on where we can kill this guy and stuff like that. I, I yeah, I don't know. That that just bothers me a little bit with some of these movies sometimes, and I I'd hate to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but there's too many idiots that look at something like this and don't realize that this is not a happy story. This is not well, a, it's, a good story. It's like when we were talking about Cocaine Bear a couple episodes ago. And like the <laughs> Just like Cocaine of, Bear. <laughs> no, no, of Scarface, right? Like the Scarface yeah, is yeah. another one of those movies where right. people are like, oh, no, this is this is like cool. Like, let's, let's talk about how cool Tony Montana is. Like, yeah. are, no. are you are you watching that movie, actually? Do yeah. you, are you and, grasping and that, how it ends? And that was on so many college kids, yeah. you know, Posters, dorm yes. walls. And I, I like I, I finally watched the movie. And I was like. Okay, <laughs> you know it's like, not I, even I, a good movie. I I don't want to go down a Scarface rabbit hole, but yeah, that that's like a different. That's kind of what you're speaking to, Jim. Yeah. Where it's like this cool, like glorified, uh, commercialized version of a mobster movie, you know? Yeah, like it, like an idiot we're wearing like a Punisher T-shirt, not understanding that like that's not <laughs> Frank Castle's not to be idealized. Like this is a cautionary tale. This is like. This is a, a story about someone like giving up who they are and what they want it to be to and for just gaining more power, right? Like yeah. it it's interesting. I, I but that's not what this movie is trying. I don't think this movie is glorifying it. Like no, I, don't, I don't think it's trying to do that at all. Yeah. Before we get to in the weeds though, we forgot to say what we're drinking. All right, what oh. are you drinking? Uh what a, oh, this is a flying dog, the truth double imperial IPA. Whoa. Ooh. So it's almost a nine percenter. It's eight point seven. You'll be wow. telling the truth. I shall. Yes. <laughs> now, Tim has recently moved. If yeah. you, of course, now if you listen to, and I don't know why you wouldn't be listening to either, you know, Pop Addled or Mike calls Timmy, you would know that. Um, 
are you partaking and finding any breweries or things in your new area? There's some cool spots. It's a new locale for you, right? Have you ventured out? Um, breweries in the area? No, but I have been like just walking around because Mount Airy, it, it's got a little town. Yeah. There, there's like a local bar that I've discovered already. I can walk to my barbershop. I can walk to, there's a little like hole in the wall diner nice. that's run, run by a couple Asian people and they're fucking awesome. They struck me up a conversation the first time I was there. Um, there's all sorts of like cute little boutiques and stuff too. Um, but yeah, there cat hasn't been around a lot. <laughs> she works all the time. So I haven't really had a partner in crime to like really experience the town, but it's, it, yes, there, there's plenty to explore. Our very good friend, Pat Morgan lives in Mount Airy somewhere. Yes. Cool. Yeah. And like Ch Chestnut Hills, right next right door. there, right? You're right there. Like, yeah. That's super awesome like it's just i i didn't i knew nothing about this area and i'm just now that i'm here and like gradually branching out i'm loving it even more like i freaking love it here yeah that's <laughs> awesome uh so godfather yeah sorry. let's no 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 I, we brought i i'm kind of curious this watch it, what really stood out to me is the amount brando's and I want to go back because you brought it up, Tim, in terms of like the film, the amount he was in it, like so many times I saw it, I always thought of him more as like the Anthony Hopkins amount of screen time in Silence of the Lambs. Like yeah. he's a big presence and figure, but the amount of actual screen time is more Pacino and Khan and Duvall, you know, those yeah. guys. But he's in this a lot more than I remember. He's just there, though. He's not doing much. I know, yeah. but it's 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 more focused. I always thought of the first one more in terms of for whatever reason, maybe because I was younger and those like drawn yeah, yeah. like we grew up with Pacino, right? Like Pacino was one of those guys who was the actor when we were growing up. Like he was the marquee name. Brando was of that generation kind of before us. Right. I mean, right. I kind of always you know, the way we got new Brando was more as Superman's dad and the original <laughs> super. Oh yeah. There's Superman's dad. Oh, he's in the Godfather. whatever. This is more about Pacino's rise to power where this time I was just surprised. Like Brando was in it more than I remember. And Pacino seemed to be in it less than I remember. Yeah, actually, I thought Pacino was in it less because I remember that he he goes, you know, that he goes away. And yes, I couldn't remember what exactly plays out while he was away. And I know that there were a couple scenes, but there were more Italy scenes. And this is the other thing. Like, we could talk. So, yes, I totally agree with you. Um, he's in it more. Um Still, I don't think he's worthy of a best actor nom for this. It's not. He won. I know he won. And he, it's just weird. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's a weird, like Timmy said, it's a weird performance. And it's, it's not, to me, it's not interesting that much. I think, I think from an acting perspective, what's interesting to me is that he wins the actor. But I thought Pacino, Khan, and Duval. Mm hmm were all better than him. And I thought there were some other secondary performances that maybe I don't know was, that Pacino was better. I don't know. I thought Pacino, Pacino was a little bit I thought James Kahn yeah, his he performance was, was electric and I thought Duval's was really yes, subtle yeah. in a very good way. But they lose, but Brando wins and listen, I think it's an int I kind of like the performance, but I I don't know if it's a best actor right right performance like that's what you're awarding from an acting perspective in this movie that i'm a little surprised on yeah, yeah. even the uh the our, our first wedding in the movie that that yeah uh, the sister's groom, wedding yeah that groom who turns out to be like he beats the shit out or whatever even he i you hate him but yeah. i thought he's like doing more you know whereas this uh, you like hardly ever see that guy's face in this movie though I feel mm. like the most most of that guy is like from the side or like the back of him. It's really weird. Like I, I'm like, what what is his name? What's the uh, the brother in law's name? I forget. But it was, there was something about it this time. I'm like watching and I'm like, I don't even know what this guy looks like. Really, I got it's, a hard time putting my oh Carlo Carlo Car yeah yeah. But the, but the, I don't know. Like that's what's so interesting to me the, with the Brando performance because I see it and is it maybe just the the presence there and yeah, we're not the only ones big. by the way 
because the studio itself were seeing the dailies of him like mumbling and stuff and were really like early on anti the performance like they were terrified that the early parts of it and you know I don't know if it's just his presence because you think about a lot of the scenes like that Carlos Sonny scene where Sonny has found out that his sister's been beat up by her and he chases him in the street. Yeah, like, it's brutal. That's an electric like yeah, and, and performance that's the thing. right there. From I didn't there. I don't know about you guys. I didn't find Brando to be intimidating or like scary in this movie in the was way that, that I thought point? he was. Do you know what I mean? Like, I thought it was interesting how they were playing with that at times. Like, well, that scene where he goes before the five. I mean, yeah, I guess all... the first scene, you kind of get the idea of like what he's capable of after he talks to the. Um, the Undertaker the, and the then Undertaker, talks yes. to Johnny Fontaine, you know that he's like, he's kind of a little, uh, you know, he's powerful and he he has killed people and stuff like that, but you don't really see anything. And then his only other really big scene is in front of all the five families. Mm, and he's kind yeah. of like eating shit there. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I do <laughs> listen. I do think there's a subtlety to the performance that I found like really interesting. Like, yeah, in terms of how they do it. And then sometimes people like watching, if you remember, this is one of those weird movies that's gone through like lots of recuts and like things like that. Almost like George, I don't know. Cause Coppola and Lucas are I don't friends. Think like, they did that to this one. They, they did. They had a couple different versions. Never. Then they did a super cut for a while where they were putting the De Niro as Corleone. Yeah. First, yeah. Yeah. But that, like that but, thing, but, but that's my not point what is the, like, yeah. No, no, I'm not talking about this movie, but I, it is kind of interesting when you see the second one, how that informs, like you go right. back and then watch it as you know more about who he is. Yeah. But there, there's an interesting thing in this movie tonally, which I like really gripped me this time where at points where it's like, and I got to give Coppola some credit for this. It's like, just when I feel like you're starting to feel something for these people. Then you realize what garbage they are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're like, Oh, now, now go kill this person. And or kind of the reverse too, this. right? The kind of, the yeah, and then like, it's yeah. like he, he brings it back. And that's why I think you're right. Like anybody who's thinks Coppola is celebrating. I don't think he's doing that at all. In fact, I think he does this kind of masterful job of like, you don't feel like you're rooting for Al Pacino at the end of this movie. No, but but I think that's like to what Jim said, where right off the bat, he's a war hero. He says Ooh. he doesn't want to be his dad and you watch the transformation yeah. and you're yeah. rooting for him not to do it. Yeah. And that's what's so intriguing. And that's why you're like engrossed in it. And in, in the end, he he kind of becomes just like the Godfather. Yeah. Well, he does. There, That's he, the he, last scene is them kissing him, saying Godfather and shutting the door after he lies to Diane Keaton about. Yeah. And she's Carla. like the one trying to pull him back to the yeah. light in a sense. Like, no, don't By the be a way, piece of shit. He, Michael's relationships with women in this movie is absolutely fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's the seventies for you, right? Like, I guess like, the, yeah, it's like Smokey and the bandit. You just uh, pick it's up also... Sally Fields in the Trans Am and they're like within uh, 30 minutes, they're in love. <laughs> and, and there's some scenes, this movie doesn't really ask you to suspend your disbelief of mm. things very much. But the way that time works in this movie is batshit. Yeah. yeah, you have no idea how long you're lucky. Yeah, he he goes he goes to Italy for for a year, uh, I two. Yeah, I don't know. It, it felt like so yeah, weird. It felt like more than it, a few years. Yeah, they said but his it, face is like still bruised. That's the part I don't like <laughs> yes. get. I was like, and, that's so weird to me. He, okay, he, so he got beat up. He wait, then he kills the guy, and now he's in Italy for a year, and he's still got a bruise on his face. No, no, because that and that's what made me think. Like he gets married, like basically within Italy, after like leaving, killing a man and leaving his girlfriend a week ago. That's what it seems like, right? Yep. Like that. And then she gets blown up. <laughs> she is, does get blown up. Which She's is awesome. Blown up. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I guess, I guess that's, I don't know. To me, that's where the, if the ball gets dropped in this movie in any part, it's that because I think they're using that as like the idea of like, he is a changed man now and he's going to become the godfather after Apple, Apple, What's her name? Apollonia. 
Yeah. After she gets blown up. Is um, that, do you think, what was the final straw there? It, to me, it was... I don't know, man. It, that's or, the or thing. It doesn't... Or it's when he... I don't know. He finds out Sonny gets like, killed right he then. Does, he gets before that. Yeah. Before that. I, it's That character is... I feel it, like that Pacino, part of this movie is is the one mess, which is like the through line of like the timing is off. Yeah. That's the thing. You, and then you he don't comes back know, yeah. and you find out he's the next time you see him after it explodes. It's a year later. It's a year later. He's been back in the U.S. And we don't know actually how long later because he wasn't going to go right back to the U.S. after she blew up. We don't know <laughs> that. So he's but he says I've been back a year to mm. and he goes and finds his old girlfriend. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that he he seems like a gigantic creeper. Yeah, and just desperate. Yeah, it's really <laughs> it's so re- thirsty. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's like why why does he need to get married again? Like it, like it's very apparent that when while he's talking to her, he's well, like, "That's interesting to me." Do you think is that him thinking that's? I think this is just his, 70 uh, dudes being shit. Maybe. I, I couldn't figure out. And putting it in a movie. Be, yes, that could be that. Or I was wondering, is it like, is that him feeling that's his last anchoring to who he was? Yeah. Prior so. to that, you know, because yeah, not- he's he's turning and because there's there's such an evolution of him where at the beginning he wants nothing to do with the family. Right. Like they can't find him. But, but then even when he makes the choice, right, even when he makes the choice to kill um, yeah, the, the police mm-hmm. chief and over that we're still you can kind of still be with him at that point right because you're like listen they tried to kill his dad and then he went through that whole experience not that a normal person would do that but still like then from that point like when he gets back from italy there's that real trans and it's really stark trans transformation yeah of him around that 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 Vegas when we start to get into the Vegas storyline and then the end scene with Kay and all that he's he's completely morphed and the, his performance I think is really brilliant because even physically to me he looks so different physically not just in dress but facially I think the um, second half body, of the movie he's really that. good yes he I is. think and the I beginning think, I struggle believing him as like the guy who doesn't want to be his dad even when he's is talking that, to her in that first scene at mm, like the wedding he sounds like such a shithead like he yeah, doesn't but he doesn't sound like he believes anything you, he's but saying but is that because you know al pacino you know where it's going like no you know is kind of an unknown it's the way point. he's delivering the lines he's like mm. uh, that's not me kate that's yeah that's my family well like, is it, is dude, it this because is, he doesn't believe you care, it you think if he cared a little bit about this woman that's how he's gonna let her know that his family threatens people and yeah and extorts them no like, it's fair that's not how he's gonna do it so like sorry, if I, he's a good guy like when back to when you know he leaves italy to come back i in my own made-up world i just think there's this period of time where he's just fucking a bunch of chicks and we don't see it that and then he's true and then he finally like like brian's saying he knows in the back of his mind that this diane keaton is like his anchor his his he he knows that this person is truly good in the world and will like bring him back to where he wants to be i guess maybe that's just like where i went with it in my book yeah yeah that that could definitely be uh the case i yeah Yeah, i I, it's just that that part's interesting to me in terms of that performance and where you go and how you go with that like pretty much everybody in this movie was people the studio didn't want I guess I never read the book Godfather, but the character, which makes no sense. And this is actually one of the things that people were drawn to. They actually made a gangster movie with Italians yeah, uh, because all the get the gangster movies of the, you know, the thirties and the twenties that kind of made things like the original Scarface and stuff. None of those people were ever Italian. The directors were never Italian, but Coppola wanted that. They wanted an Italian director. Paramount wanted that, but, all the choices were second choices. Coppola was like the eighth choice to direct this movie, but they wanted Robert Redford as Michael. In fact, the book, um, when Pluto wrote it, he describes the character basically as Robert Redford. 
<laughs> so they this was like this yeah, new it, the all american boy more yeah, than like, like tall he was tall and blonde yeah. and all this stuff and and that choice and, and nobody wanted jimmy khan and nobody wanted duval and you know he had to fight Kobo had to fight for every one of these choices yeah Even and they were Brando. all good they were all they're all good the uh Salazzo, that guy was great. That the secondary yeah. characters in this yeah. movie are really some of them. There's a few that are that are kind of clunkers. Yeah, so, but there's the, the Clemenza is amazing. Yeah, Brazini's good too. Brazini, yeah. yeah. But Clemenza Fredo is like the, is good. Fredo's great. That, I mean, he's that character is so like that's like a whole amazing movie buried just in those few scenes right. that he's and you, in. And you see, you know people like that, right? Like you know. It's basically like you know that senior in high school who is like Fredo, and then you see him like Christmas break after a semester at college, and he is Fredo from from Vegas. <laughs> like, right. like, like they're, they're just totally they've been they've been on their own for a little bit. They found a little bit of independence, a little confidence. There's heard a little bad shit. <laughs> like, yeah. That, that, I mean, we're talking about Keenan, but. No, yeah. one. <laughs> no, we're not name dropping here, but Keith. Yeah. Um, but there was that scene. I will say probably maybe my favorite Brando scene involved that discussion, like towards the end when it was him and Pacino and he was talking about each how of they're the going to come after you. Yeah. And, but, but even the breakdown, I didn't of the want this for like you. Sony, yeah, this yeah. was, you know, you were Fredo is Fredo. He's basically like Fredo is Fredo, but you were going to be the Senator. You yeah, were going to, yeah. so that's like, to me, the core of what he wanted it to be. Was this like generational family drama? Again, though, it's hilarious that like, I mean, we're, we're talking with like really emotionally stunted people, right? Like we have a guy oh, about to die who can't express to his kids. Like, like I, if, if you really wanted this, if you really didn't want this for me, then you should have made something else happen for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like if you didn't want this for, for the kids, then you should have gotten out of it. Like, it's not. Well, yeah, because I don't think agreed. And I think even and then Pacino has taken on Michael has taken on that same mindset when he's walking with Kay and she's like, yeah. listen, your dad kills people. You could have been a senator. You could have been. He's like, you think I'm any different than that? I'm the same. You know, the, like the yeah. rationalization of it plays out in that like dial. By the way. Are teachers just allowed to leave their students in the seventies? Yeah. She's like, uh, "Peace out, kids. Uh, walk Pretty yourself much. home." Um, uh, I got to go in the car with this mob boss. <laughs> it's, it, yeah. There, there's a few things in this movie that are just like crazy. The, the, uh, and then the weird, funny, like, like the the Italian dad, like Apollonia's dad at the at the little cafe or whatever yeah. they they stop for a drink and um like that part's supposed to be funny and then again back to that like is this cool is this not cool situation where i bet you a lot of people watched a lot of dudes watched this movie and thought wow that was really cool how he was like i want to marry your daughter and now it's like that doesn't play right no it feels really no. weird and that 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 time period is so and it takes like that, that fun, right? it takes that like funny moment and i guess in the 7 in 72 it takes a funny moment and like he corrects it and makes it better mm. but now it's a funny moment that becomes really awkward and creepy and like yeah. kind of like ugh that that was another part of this movie that i could appreciate as like an outsider where you have you have your mob shit happening, yeah. but then there's like all this like Italian family yeah. traditions going on that I'm like, if you're Italian, you probably relate to that. You know, I'm looking at it like, you know, what what the fuck is going on? They're having a wedding just like at their house. That's kind of cool, <laughs> you know. Uh, and like, well, you got a people. compound, go for it, right? Right. Yeah. I mean that. You that know, old dude, I want to know what he was singing in in Italian, oh, yeah, where he was like was making right, like right. sex gestures, and all the women were laughing. Right. <laughs> well, th that element of the blending of it's really, and I love when they play that on the people who are not Italian in it. So like Tom Hagen is always, yeah. you know, he's like a, somebody's always kind of secondary McCluskey, the police chief, right. When we get to that, Ugh. like really brilliant 
sequence, which we can talk about maybe in a, mi- a minute. Like he's clearly the outsider. K is the non is clearly the out that you know that idea of you don't know what it means. Not just Ma, but you you aren't Italian. You you don't know what it's going to yeah, mean. Yeah, there's like certain to be a part of that. I'm going to talk to him in a circle. Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I really did like, I, and I don't think I ever recognized it. Like I already said this, but in my previous watchings, I don't think I ever realized how good that the actor of Salazzo was. Like I, I felt his character was really in like interesting this time watching it. Same um, with Sal. And I felt yeah. bad for when they finally like killed him and, and he kind of just accepted it. Like, yeah. yep. Okay. Well, he's like, I, I tried to screw you over. So, Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that that was off. that was a bummer. I'm glad it wasn't Clemenza though, because he's my favorite. I love wow. the shot of this movie when they show Michael. They, you know, he goes to Italy, and then they show everyone kind of hunkering down yes. and all the news articles and everything. And yeah. there's a moment where you just see Clemenza laying in his bed without a shirt on, and for whatever reason, I guess Coppola was like, "This is, this is just a slice of life shot that makes." <laughs> <laughs> it it feels so almost. Funny. But there's that moment, right? And I throughout where there it's almost documentary like. Yeah. Right? yeah, a lot where, of stuff happens off screen and you don't and I think that's the sort of the magic that I think works for me is that there are so many interesting storylines that happen in this movie that Coppola's like, Yeah, don't care about it. Like like it just happened. Like they mentioned at one point when they come back to the house, they're like, what's with all the new faces? And he's like, oh, we hit, what's his name, at 4 a.m. this morning. Yes. And, it's and like, you didn't show it. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, yeah. That was, it was almost um, like Ted Lasso-like. I know that, like, yeah, weird yeah, yeah, comparison. I know what you mean like, by that. You know how Lasso, like, they do, especially in season three, there's a lot of stuff that you don't see that that a lot of other shows would show you but they're confident they, enough to say that like our story is like yeah like we don't need gonna, to show yeah. you but that goes back to what you were talking about at the beginning which is like this movie is not for i don't want i don't almost don't want to say unintelligent people disengaged yeah if you're going to be sitting there on your phone and like doing all this other this is not for you this is not who it's made for it's not a a cheap form of entertainment it's not like we're just going to see a lot of shit blow up and it's amazing like those moments that i think would draw in a lot of people right like um are earned you have to like get to those moments from character development um you know like the sunny being shot at me right oh wow it's amazing like that's a ridiculous scene by the way but it it is ridiculous getting out of the but he gets out of the car while they're shooting him and he just like i mean that but that's what i mean but how many mobster just like like or big budget ones would put 10 scenes like that in right yeah yeah yeah. And, and, and and for this we get the the one which i feel like and the montage at the end yeah the montage at the end which is i mean we could talk about that brilliant but that's interesting to me like the the way in which salazzo and um michael and mccluskey have that meal it's so good like, that scene that's one of those and michael does everything about. wrong wrong <laughs> does, he does everything, everything wrong. wrong and but to me that's again one of those examples we talked about on the show it's all in italian you don't yes they don't translate anything for that, you this is one of those examples of a sequence in a movie that you could pull out and just watch and a whole story is being told in that scene in a like a really yeah. intriguing interest like the use of sound like that train yeah. I, I can't remember who was telling me like i was reading something on that choice to put that in there's no overhead trains in that part of the Bronx new york or, or whatever, anything right. like that but it was supposed to be signaling this turning yeah. moment for michael so it's almost like that train is not really a train it's a sound in michael's head you know yeah where he's like composing himself deciding whether he's gonna go out there or not but it's like that little element of it is so brilliant the the costume design but that sequence and coppola actually was about to get fired until they saw that sequence Mm -hmm. and that's when the studio was finally like okay we get it 
we yeah. we this is working now because a lot of it prior to that they didn't they didn't think Pacino was working Brando was mumbling away and everything but they saw that scene and they were like oh my god and the choices right of him like this is a novice right like if if he just stood up and shot him and was like yeah I shot you dropped it everything right yeah that makes no sense well first the mistake is he comes Clemenza tells him like when you come out of the bathroom come out blasting like don't yeah well, first off he leaves the table way early, right? Like he doesn't sit there and eat dinner and talk and make everything comfortable. In fact, when he says, can I go to the bathroom? It they, freaks them out for a second. Yeah. Like they both, well, the, the, at least Salazzo gets a little freaked out. McCluskey's just an, you know, idiot. confident idiot. Yeah. Um, and then he goes to the bathroom and he comes out and he sits back down and is going to have more conversation with them, you know, where until he's finally had enough of, <laughs> had enough of them. But uh, yeah, that scene is great. It's brilliant. Yeah, and kind of what you guys are talking about, like the the details and intricacies that that are going on in between our characters here. I think part of why this movie really works for me is that it's like a turf war. You know, it's like a, it, there's plenty of other factions. It's not like it's not like Don Corley, Corleone is the Godfather of everything, and everybody mm. worshipped at his feet. Everybody in his circle worships at his feet but there's a lot of turmoil amongst all of new york and i kind of like that and i feel like it's just like too simple to be like this is the penultimate italian mobster don corleone and like no there's more like just like i said intricacies to it that i found very very interesting and we don't have to know everything which i appreciate as well right like they're just again jim to jim's point it's like you're just expected like to go with the flow. Like, okay, you don't know the intricacies of how the mob works and what this boss does. And the, you just need to know he's a really important guy within the industry and the other stuff like you just roll with. But and also, I, I like that like, a little bit. And they also respect each other enough to have that dinner where they're all face to face with one another, where like they were on the verge of like firebombing each other. Well, and they've they killed are, each other's sons, right? Right. They both <laughs> you know? Sons killed. And, and that's like, what they bond about, right? right. The like, craziness. This isn't sustainable. We can't keep keep going on murdering each other. Like we got to come to some agreement. You know, like that is more fascinating to me than oh yeah, you know, just some Alamo scene with fucking T- Tony Montana with a yeah. pile of cocaine. You know, <laughs> I love by the way the scene where Clemenza is giving Michael the like the rundown of like how how the hit's going to go down, mm-hmm. right? And he says like. uh, he says something about, oh, yeah, you'll be gone, so you won't have to deal with the heat. We'll we'll take the heat. And he's like, you think it's going to be bad? He's like, oh, yeah, it's going to be real bad. Police are going to come after us, the, all five families. But, you know, just kind of, that's fine. Got to happen every five, ten years. <laughs> yeah, every five, ten years. <laughs> <laughs> so nonchalant. Like, yeah. Oh, by the way, the death, the death scenes in this movie is, are absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Luca Brasi getting... <laughs> getting uh strangled at the restaurant yes where he's like for like a full minute <laughs> like, very long it was yeah. very, well listen strangulation doesn't happen quickly but so he doesn't even he doesn't real. even move his face like it's not like <laughs> hey he was not let's be clear he is he was not the best actor we've ever oh, seen oh no well doesn't doesn't uh carlo also get strangled in the car yeah I'm and he correctly? kicks out the windshield yeah, yeah. which i kind of liked i yeah. thought that that was but he, again that's weird, right? Like, why would you? Why did they do it that way? Like, I, have him. I, kick, uh, I don't know. It's a good question. I don't like. Why wait until he gets in the happens? car? Like, why not just? I guess Michael probably didn't want to kill him in the house or something. But they put him in the yeah, car with Clemenza, and Clemenza strangles him. And it's like you could have just killed him. Like, I don't know. Well, maybe that, that's their uh, their thing. They're killing everybody in the cars. Well, they shoot the other guy. <laughs> Leave and the leave the car. Take, take the cannoli. Yeah. Uh, I do want to be. go back to uh, Jim. Very early on, you mentioned how, like, maybe kids today, they watch the original Star Wars trilogy and, like, don't appreciate it. Like, I can attest firsthand that one of my coworkers who actually, his last day was today. Uh-huh. Um, he's 26 or 27. And we he loves Star Wars. And he's seen the original trilogy, obviously, but he grew up with the prequels. So the prequels are his favorite. 
and I didn't shit all over him because I'm like, this sense. is what he grew up with. Yeah, well, that's it. True, it's it. That's his nostalgia. Yeah, and I, I guess you know. But the others this, are objectively better. Like the right. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not the case where like. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it, it, I don't. Do you know what I think? is interesting about this movie maybe more so than star wars is gordon willis who is the dp the way he lit this movie and the look of it gives it kind of a a, a time it wasn't it didn't it's not in the 70s right it doesn't have the look of a 70s film as like a golden you and the way that he did it um i feel it's like it's dark. almost with like it, at yeah. points as well that that's the way he plays with it but that's mm -hmm. really interesting but it gives it a, almost a more classical feel where i feel like star wars looks like a late 70s film to, if if you know what i mean it was yeah. like like it was the, more shiny the, yeah like the lighting it was the lighting of that time and all that type of stuff whereas this has a look of uh, a picture that's almost timeless like how he does it in some of the ways that he chooses i think it's visually really impressive like some of the things he does he has this like the scenes where it's like the godfather the initial scene right the opening of the movie it, it is yeah, it's like in see him. the pit of hell it's like dark and people are terrified they called willis the wills he was the the prince of darkness he was the one who brought like the idea of using actual blacks in the the lighting and the way that he did it and that like really changed cinematography he did this he did uh, all the president's men, I which we've talked one. about. Yeah. He did parallax view. Um, he did clue. He really started this idea of using this, you know, the type of lighting, yeah. but I feel like that gives this a little bit more of a timeless feel than say a star Wars. But I do, I think it's right. Like if but this is also some, a period piece, I struggle with yes, like, it is a period star Wars piece, doesn't which, feel like a, like a place in time where this does. Agreed. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that this runs into those things that I do think the younger you are, the more inclined you are to be, unless you're like a real, like into cinema, you're more inclined. I feel like to not be interested in older things. I certainly wasn't. It wasn't probably till I was 30 that I started looking at like black and white movies. And Same. I was like being <laughs> yeah. like, no, no, I actually want to watch this. And now I'm watching it. And I've been watching all the, yeah, I watch all these movies on the criterion and channel stuff from like the thirties, the forties, the fifties. And it's just like amazing stuff that when I was 25, I was, I'm not gonna watch a black and white movie. You can make the you same know? comparison with music. Like, yeah. you know, I came to the Beatles probably in my like mid twenties. And then I'm listening to such and such an album such as such a song and i'm like oh holy shit that's this current band yeah, kind of yeah. doing a similar thing you know and, and that you can say that for so many older bands be like oh my god yeah that's like the fucking i don't know yeah paramore today or whatever <laughs> yeah this, this is a good movie i don't know what else what well, else can we, we just miss? talk about that end montage oh yes which is the the, the christening where he decides he's going to be the godfather you know obviously of literally not the baby, only the Sophia baby but Coppola. the godfather and that's so the baby was Sofia Coppola yeah it was it was Sofia yeah um which is crazy Keenan Keenan's too busy to get on a podcast Francis Ford Coppola is uh directing the godfather while he has an infant <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, sorry Keenan you know, that's too easy priorities priorities <laughs> also as a first time viewer I didn't expect Don Corleone to die. Like in uh, spraying his tomatoes. While yeah, yo, by the way, did you see that little kid spray him with the tomato thing after he died? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he was like, oh, he's fucking you, around. Let if me you spray were, him. yeah, if you were Brando, he had to be pissing himself that that kid started spraying him with the thing. <laughs> Brando, God knows that guy was. They literally would. He, he would not learn his lines. They would have to like yeah. hold right out all his dialogue on cards as That's he hilarious. sat there and mumbled. Well, he doesn't really have any liquid. dialogue in that scene, but <laughs> yeah, I forgot how he died. Um, and again, like not really in the movie. They they like blur over. They just say he's sick. Yeah. Because at that point, he doesn't seem. It's like he never. So that's the thing. He doesn't really ever seem sick. Happened. He doesn't ever seem sick. It seems like he just dies of a heart attack. 
but they yeah. just yeah. tell you the whole time that he's sick. Which well, is he was weird. slipping, right? Like you get those scenes the with mentally, and Michael, yeah. and he keeps saying, "But that's see." So we get to that end montage where he starts taking everybody out. Yeah, and it's just another one, like a brilliant moment in film of like how he's going about like that last, I want to say 45 minutes when he really turns and you get the sequence where um, like Brando's just roaming around behind the set, feeding fish. And, and Michael's like, no, you guys can't go off on your own. Yeah. Not yet. Mm. Uh, Six he's months. like, Tom, you're out. You're just going to be a lawyer now. That's like, the only he, thing that they don't tie up in this and why he does that. Do they do they get to that in in, in two in Godfather? Why Tom? Why he bounces Tom? Well, no, Tom's there because his whole goal was, and he says this to Kay, is like within five years, everything the Corleones do is going to be legitimate. So I think it was like he wanted to move to, but then you also get this switch though because it's like when you get to the end, Tom's not out now, right? Like right. he's involved in it. So yeah. I feel like that was one of those things where he thought he was going to go to war and. And Duval wasn't going to be able to do it. Who's, by the way, I just want to throw it. His performance is, I think, really. Oh, we didn't talk about the horse head, which is probably the most famous scene yeah. in all. Yeah, true. It's kind of like low hanging fruit. But, yeah. yeah, but but, but it really do... doesn't have much of a. Again, no, I guess it's, it's the it, only it, thing it connects with people. Right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's it, the it, only it thing that there. shows us what uh, the... Corleone is capable of. Like, yeah, Vito. Yes, but Duval. I don't know. I really liked his performance this time around. Yeah. In the way, but that montage at the end, and then obviously not to spoil anything, but I always think now of breaking bad, there's this yeah. whole sequence of breaking bad where they Vince Gilligan clearly took that, you know, motif yeah. and, you know, use that in really interesting ways. Well, and Jim, you, you said earlier how, you know, Fredo, you can kind of everybody kind of knows that guy and everybody yeah. knows Alfredo. you know I, I felt that with a lot of other characters um and, and just like the way everyone kisses the godfather's ass you know and, and it just the royalty the kissing of the ring quite literally like you know i couldn't help but think of donald trump you yeah. know um but but then there's there's other characters that they just do things that i'm like oh yeah i kind of know that guy <laughs> you know and i don't like him and uh it reminded me of like I, I know this one person who's part of my brother's life who he truly watched like back to school rodney dangerfield <laughs> and just modeled his entire life to oh my off god. of that, that yeah. rodney dangerfield wow you know, for, and i'm like oh god you just never grew out of that from you know the 80s or whatever and and it, yeah there's so many people that like they see the godfather and they think it's cool and they like model themselves after these characters that are total pieces of shit and i'm like no you're not getting the message yeah, yeah. <laughs> i do think long term that message really pays off when you get to the end by the end of the trilogy yeah do you know i, th I think it really does like i it's i haven't watched the new version yet I, the third I, yeah i think we should do that tim hopefully you'll come and do the second and the third one with us as I well i purposely we have not watched the second one yet because okay, I figured so, we would do the yes two. okay and then the new cut is supposed to be better to the the uh the death of michael corey like the new one that coppola did like he cut he took all the stuff and yeah. edited oh. it that way yeah. uh trivia question what does francis ford coppola donald trump and brian costello all have one thing in common do you know what it is you wear adult diapers mm. <laughs> <laughs> someday uh -huh. Donald Trump, Jim. Do you want to take a guess? You know what it is. It has something to do with where you where you're from, right? Yes. Both. Oh. Yes. Francis Ford Coppola and Donald Trump both went to New York Military Academy, lived on campus where I was born and raised. Oh, okay. So there's your there's your trivia question. Uh, all right, it is time. First of all, you can watch this if you have Paramount Plus. They have the amazing 4K yep. versions up on it with a ton of extra stuff. I got the 4K box set, which was fabulous. I also want to add there's some great stories in it. And this, if you're looking for a book, and I got to send a copy of this to Mike so he can continue his like uh, book goal. Oh, dude, he's, he's I'm on sure a it's, rampage. Yeah, but um, this really amazing book, Tim. I think you would love it as well it's called uh easy riders and raging bull how the sex and drugs rock and roll generation saved hollywood it's all about 70s movies so i'm going on vacation amazing in, in a month and 
Take, I usually check. read a book. Read this book. <laughs> okay. Don't read read this book. book. Read it. <laughs> well, it's nonfiction, so if it, it depends. If you, it, it's if you're not a nonfiction person, don't. Read and it. also, thank you for the Paramount Plus because that's where I watched it. <laughs> yes, it's. <laughs> it's <laughs> I know that. Stop stealing my login, Tim. <laughs> uh, yeah, watch it. It's amazing. You can see it anywhere. Uh, all right, double feature time. What movie? This is like hard, right? Because what do you pair with? with the godfather i feel like it's there's always going to be like you say i'm watching the godfather and there might be a little bit of a drop off in some people's mind after that can i go first yeah Yeah. go ahead all right so i'm gonna go and i've recommended this movie before probably my favorite i'm not a huge mob movie person okay i'll I'll say that up front same just it's not my genre like i I know there's a bunch of amazing ones out there but my go-to mob movie if i had to pick one is the coen's brothers miller's crossing Mm. oh okay i haven't seen that in forever but it's very good so that would be so that would be my pairing you know irish mob italian you know really different style but i i think there's there's thematically some really interesting things in the combination of those two movies Jim, you can go ahead. No, you go first, because I don't want to steal yours. Okay. Uh, I think it's... I'm I'm like you, Brian. I, I don't really seek out mob movies. I think I've said before on my podcast, and maybe this one, that mob movies and like horror are my biggest blind spots. The Departed is probably my favorite. I saw it in theater. I, I was blown away, blown away by it, and I think it's probably because there's a lot of like detail and intricacies and backstabbing going on uh yeah the departed all right jim i'm gonna go with goodfellas because i think Mm. you know like two decades later it kind of does the same thing for the genre and it's interesting um in how i think you can kind of see how the I guess it's sort of it's not the same time period, right? Like Henry Hill. No, Henry Hill's later. That's like uh, 80s, he's a late right? he's seventies, eighty. He's yeah. actually like the time he was growing up at the time that the movie, the movie like, was being, came yeah. out. So like, made. but it, but it's good to, it's good to like you can see the difference of like the the degradation almost mm. of like the Godfather has this like the reverence and everything that Tim's talking about and the, and sort of the, the, the code, so to speak, um, versus something like Goodfellas where it's like, well, the drugs, the wild, wild, just like, just like Brando said, right. Just like Vito didn't want drugs to come in. Uh, Another bonus one, which is not a great movie. The freshman where Marlon Brando, basically playing a parody of himself, uh, Matthew Broderick and Penelope Ann Miller. That's another that not directed by Emil Ardolino, un- unfortunately. Would have been a better film if it had been. All right, it is time for five questions. You want answers? Whoa, I like the flesh. Hot hail, baby. Uh, first question, would this movie have benefited from hot hail? Yes or yeah. no? Uh, yeah. Definitely no. I mean, way. it depends because <laughs> it didn't hurt anything either. No, no. <laughs> hot hail. hail came down on that opening wedding. That would have been bad. Oh, yeah. my God. That would have been amazing. All right. Here we go. Five question time with Tim. Uh, first question. Thumbs up or thumbs down. Uh, a large portion of the beginning of this movie at times, and you brought this up at the beginning, Tim, it almost felt too much, but then it had, you kind of got absorbed into the world as a result of this wedding. Uh, that was the Corleone family wedding. How do you feel about going to family weddings? Are you thumbs up or thumbs down on them? So I'm initially going to say thumbs up, but I was also kind of confused as to like what constitutes a family wedding. Like I've been to like a couple of my cousin's weddings. Yeah. Like a, like a fan, like cousin relative of you or cat. So it can be the other side. Like, is that something you're like, Oh, we got to go to the family wedding or you get like psyched about it. Like this is going to be a good time. The latter, like okay. every family wedding I've been to has been an absolute blast. You kind of, once again, you kind of feel a little bit like royalty because you're like, oh, well, I'm the, you know, I'm the stepbrother or whatever. And they're like, oh, let me touch you, you know, <laughs> especially if there's an open bar. 
or I'm feeling like Cartman in the South Park movie when he they they all go see uh, Asses of Fire, and then they go like, to Stark's Pond afterwards, and they tell every all the other kids that they saw the Terrence and Philip movie, and yeah. he's like, "Who wants uh, to fucking touch me?" <laughs> oh God, Terrence and Philip, we love you. Uh, all right, question two: Would you rather Michael Corleone uh, is both a mobster and a military hero? Uh, I don't know if I would say which would you rather be. Which world do you think you might? be more uh suited for tim the mob or the military military like mob the i guess you know weighing pros and cons the mob will offer you probably a shitload of money and a lot of things will be taken care of for you but you will constantly be worried you're going to die and even if you try to get out you're going to be constantly looking over your shoulder, worried that you're going to die. And I understand when you're in the military, clearly you could die too. But like, I don't know, uh, just I have nothing to offer the mob. Not that I'm like the most honest person in the world, but I'm not a criminal. Like I just, I you only steal uh, people's uh, streaming logins. Yeah. Yeah. No. So that's, that's all. Yeah. Is that even a crime? <laughs> To Netflix, according to Netflix yeah according to Netflix it is all right fill in the blank question uh Tim if there was one living director all right that you like I are not mob movie we've admitted that but is there a director living right now that if they made a mob movie you would be psyched to see it if so who so I've said so many times that Christopher Nolan is my guy I'm not going Christopher Nolan going with another favorite director in Ari Aster because Ooh. he's so good with the psychological game. And that's a lot of what I liked in this movie that I think he could fucking nail. Love it. That's a great choice. That'd be a good one. Really good one. Uh, all right. Favorite question. What's your favorite Italian dish? Favorite Italian dish. This is, this was probably the toughest question. Cause I'm, I like a pretty much all of it. <laughs> Uh, but give me a plain Jane, just chicken parm, you know, okay, chicken parm, bread, that sucker, fry it, throw some sauce and cheese on it. I'm good. Okay. Jim, how about you? What are you going to have? Oh, pizza. I mean, a, a good, good, like real pizza. Okay. But I, you know, lasagna, any sort of like white mm. sauce. Pasta, I would like, like a, uh, veal salt oh, and Well, mm. I mean, if we're getting like really yeah, like somebody else is paying. Somebody else. It is wouldn't be American Italian. It would be like okay. What do it you would get? be like carbonara from Rome, like real well, Jim. You you guys real make carbonara, your own pasta, which is not let's be clear. I don't you, make my you, own pasta. You've anymore. made your own pasta before. <laughs> I have, but you, that's you. You guys were in a pasta years. making phase there for a while, yeah. but not know, carbonara. That's like Alfredo sauce, like real. Like real so real, yeah, like yeah. real. Okay, I gotcha. I hear that. Uh, all right, finally, deep thoughts question. Uh, there is an obscene fascination in this country with the mob, uh, as is evident on the AFI list. I think that's uh, going got, away, by the way. Yeah, that's a true, Jim. I think that's a good point. But AFI list has Godfather is number two. The global list, the sound and sight list that just came out, which is from the British Film Institute, has it all the way down at number 12. So it kind of shows you where people around the world view the mob. So we have this big fascination with the mob. We also have an extremely, in my opinion, weird fascination with the English royal family in our country. So my question to you is this, Tim, which is more bizarre, an obsession with organized crime and celebrating that or an obsession in celebrating the British Royal family. I think this was the easiest of the questions. It's the Royal family, mm. like the mob, at least like they're almost like a, like the 86 Mets where 10 to 20 years later, you get all of these batshit crazy stories oh. that was going on behind the scenes. Jeff Perlman, the bad guys won great book. If you need one for your summer read, like you, you, you get those behind the scenes what was happening in the mob like later mm -hmm. on like mm -hmm. uh, you know just i don't know the, the mob is actually fascinating as to like how much power they had I, I don't really know if it's still in existence today it probably is but like th that is something that's very interesting it's nefarious it's secretive it's cultish mm -hmm. there's so many things that make it interesting the fucking royal family i have zero interest in i have never had any interest in it and i don't understand people that do 
Yeah. Sorry to go I, on a I rant. really no, I don't I don't get why people in their actual country care about it. <laughs> I don't think they really do either though. <laughs> Let alone why people in America are doing it. Uh Tim, thank you. Where can we find you? Um tell the people they know because you're on all the time, but what 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 should we be listening to? So yeah, on all of the things that you stream a podcast, you can search pop addled and we're on there. Uh, my co-host Keenan recently had a child, his first child. So he's kind of gone invisible. <laughs> so we're just working around when he's available to do episodes. There's no really set schedule as of now. So like they'll come out when they come out, but I'm always on Twitter. If you want to interact on there at pop addled, uh, yeah, hit us up. Mike calls Timmy as well. Oh, yeah. On Another couple of great episodes recently of that. Uh, and you, we'll have you for Godfather 2 and many other things soon. Yeah. Absolutely. Always welcome. Yeah. Keenan might awesome. not get back to you, but we will. <laughs> Much appreciated, guys. <laughs> Always love we'll being here. All right. We'll try. Well, at least we'll try. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody. We'll see you soon. Stop. Bye. Bye. See you.